The reason you're seeing synthetic injustice is because they could not find any actual injustice to use. Well, hi, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of True Tales of Adventure and Heroism. Uh, in today's episode, we're going to look at the courage required to stand up to the police state and the and the absolute commitment it takes to speak truth to power. Here are two members of Congress, two members of the squad, um, uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and uh, Representative Omar, um, being escorted away from the uh, Supreme Court building uh, handcuffed uh, for for uh, displaying the right to free speech. Now, those of you who are out there who are extremely astute, watch these two clips carefully and see if you can see the secret message contained. You know, Steve, I love those kind of puzzles, puzzles, you know, where there's two pictures and find the nine things that are different in these two pictures, right? Um, so my question to you is, what was missing from the pictures of, of Representatives Omar and uh, Cortez being led away in handcuffs? Uh, Bill, to be honest, I, I, I missed it. Uh, all morning, I've had my fingers stuck in these uh, Chinese finger cuffs, and oh, I, no. I, I, can't, I, I can't get them out. <laughs> So um, <laughs> I, I wish I'd paid more attention to the video, but clearly uh, I'm under a little duress here. So uh, I, I hope you'll forgive me. Uh, so what was missing from the from the walking handcuffed away from the protest? The actual handcuffs. Yeah, That's right. Just, the answer, the correct answer is the handcuffs. Yes. Yeah. Um, so why would they do that, Steve? Well, they're grandstanding. They're trying to show how they're oppressed by the man. You know, because. They're not the they're, brightest. They're they're oppressed. Well, they're not it, the sharpest bulbs in the shed, are they? Uh, they or whatever the case. Well, may. You know, this ties into the uh, my regular segment this week. I was talking about how the Biden administration is just bad, stupid liars, and uh, I think my conclusion was that uh, they seem to be as stupid as they think the rest of us are. And it might not be limited to the to the Biden White House. I think it might just be symptomatic of the woke left that it's all grandstanding, it's all theater, and the point isn't to put on a convincing show. The point is to get the clicks and the views on social media. Um, although it's also a great opportunity for humor. There's a uh, uh, lawyer, a female lawyer I follow on Twitter, semi-anonymous account, LB, and uh, uh, she put up this funny little conversation between um, uh, uh, AOC and uh, uh, some somebody else. And AOC says, prison changed me. Ma'am, you didn't go to prison. I still experienced what it was like to be arrested. Ma'am, you weren't arrested. I had handcuffs on. Ma'am, you were not cuffed. Why do you want to date me? And <laughs> <laughs> I have the feeling this this event broke. Uh, it's uh, not quite uh, three o'clock mountain on Tuesday. This this whole thing happened not even a couple of hours ago, I think. Um, and what actually happened apparently was uh, these uh, 20 or so female Democrat Congress critters went to this protest in front of the Supreme Court. That is their legal right to do so. It is not their legal right to block traffic, which is what they were doing. And so they were escorted to a place by the police where they were not blocking traffic. No handcuffs, no arrests seemed to be made. Just get out of the damn street. Do your protesting on the on the sidewalk or whatever. Um, that said, 
just just in the hour or whatever it's been since this news broke, already the memes are busting loose. And I am going to spend some quality time on the sofa tonight. We'd normally be on the patio. It's it's summer and it's lovely, except we're having all this rain. You might hear the thunder here. So I'm going to sit inside on the sofa with a nice cool weather scotch. And we're going to pull Twitter up on my iPad and just start looking for the memes. It's going to be an entertaining night. Uh, Scott, in uh, one of our episodes today, uh, was it Steve? Was it you who said that woke politics is is uh, is essentially uh, theater put on for white put on by white neurotics for other white neurotic? Yeah, it was, it was Glenn Reynolds. Yeah, I had to paraphrase him because I didn't remember it exactly. But yeah, he said uh, uh, it's definitely uh, uh, white neurotic people for white neurotic people. Yeah. Okay, so this is this is a pantomime, uh, Scott, and yeah. and we can all, of course, remember how deeply moved we were by the pictures of uh, of AOC crying at the border, tears streaming down her face, standing next to the chain link fence, which you then discover is just a chain link fence. She's not at the border. There's no wall. There's no nothing. But she is crying. Uh, Put aside the fact that if you're trying to make the case you're being led away in handcuffs, maybe raising your fist in the communist it's maybe not the best idea to sell the story. Um, what does it what, what does it say about these two individuals that they are willing to do something that is so clear so clearly fraudulent because that's what it is. It's fraudulent. It is a fraudulent expression of oppression that didn't happen. So what is it do you think that they're trying to to pull off here? And and how many more IQ points do you think it would have required for them to be successful? Well, there, there are so many things about this tiny little moment in, um, I was going to say in our nation's history, but I don't think it'll really reach that level. Uh, but this tiny little blip in time uh, that's passing, racing past us like this. Uh, first of all, there were something like 20 female Democrat members of Congress um, that were there. And if you sort of back time that thing and go, okay, let's let's imagine what happened here. You've got the Capitol Police Force who are used to dealing with the vagaries of having to handle members of Congress and all that kind of stuff. So it's not like it's a big surprise to them. I can't imagine a police officer even coming up and handling a member of Congress. More than likely, they walked over and said, hey, folks, could you get off the street, uh, please, while you're doing your protest? You're allowed to protest over here. Um, At which point they were informed that they would have to physically remove them. And uh, the police officer was like, well, just, you know, can you just walk? And now you actually have to put your hands on me. Like they had to stage this whole thing because if they're not cuffed, there's no reason at all, if they're walking along with a police officer, they d- they're not being dragged. They're walking side by side with a police officer. So there's just absolutely no reason to imply that there's any kind of force being used by the police. I mean, I'm surprised that when they got over to the squad car, AOC didn't throw herself across the hood and then grab her <laughs> own hair at the back of her head and start banging her head against the car. To, I would have paid to, money to see that. To suggest that yeah. she was being abused. Um, it, it appears from all appearances of the video 
that behind her back, she merely is cupping the back of one of her hands with the palm of the other one of her hands. The person who's on the other side of the police officer in an early shot is seen with her arms at her side, carrying some sort of what appears to be like a fanny pack with a belt on it. I'm not sure what it is exactly. And then in a later shot, all of a sudden, she's got her hands behind her back too, but you can still see that strap hanging down for the belt. So just everything about this just doesn't make any sense. Like nobody would walk that way. If the police asked me to come along with them, I would walk along with them. If if I wasn't handcuffed, you know, if they thought I was a threat of any kind, they would have actually cuffed me. Anyway, I've been in handcuffs before. Many years ago, I was briefly detained by the police and cited for trespassing. And so when they put handcuffs on you, you are uncomfortable and you know that you have handcuffs on. You're not strolling in the park. Like she looked like she was, you know how the old fashioned skaters used to kind of put their hands behind their back and she was just kind of skating back and forth. Um, The reason why they went to the Supreme Court was not to protest. It was to be detained. Precisely. Um, it bears mentioning just as a passing uh, observation that these two members of the United States Congress were standing there listening to crowds of people chanting, burn it down, burn it down, burn it down. She, Both of them presumably swore an oath to protect the Constitution of the United States. The, the ruling that the Supreme Court made was made perfectly constitutionally. There was nothing extra constitutional about it. And saying yeah. burn down the institutions because we disagree with them is the antithesis of democracy. It's the antithesis of the republic. And it is a direct violation of the oaths they took. I think they both perjured themselves and I think they should be removed from office, which is not going to happen. But let me get to the larger point. Uh, what you see here uh, is 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 data, and and this is something I keep coming back to very very often. What you're seeing here is actually a very very important statement. Actually, two. The first part of the statement that's so important is these people are lying. They're lying because their politics is based on lies. The fact that there are no handcuffs on them means that in order for their political philosophy to make sense, they have to pretend like they are being handcuffed, which leads me to the larger point. Some time ago in America, I think it was probably near the end of the 70s, we really started to run short on on national supplies of injustice. And so synthetic justice had to be manufactured. not saying there's no injustice in America, but I'm saying that an entire political movement that is based on how unjust the society is systematically found itself in real trouble. Fortunately, synthetic justice, injustice rather, could be manufactured. And that's what you're seeing here. You're seeing synthetic injustice. And the reason you're seeing synthetic injustice is because they could not find any actual injustice to use. They are walking out of there as if they are being roughed out of their right to free speech by a police state. And that would be unjust. But It's not happening. And so they have to act like it is. What they're basically saying is, I am lying. My philosophy is a lie. Everything I am telling you is a lie. And the reason that I can prove it's a lie is because if they were telling the truth, they wouldn't have to lie about what they were lying about. Does anybody else not see this? The fact that these two individuals are pretending to be handcuffed is evidence that the United States is not the country that they say it is, because if it was, they would have been actually handcuffed. See? See how it works? This is why I keep coming back to this fundamental optimism about the fact that these people are losing. They know they're losing and they are going to lose. 
you cannot continue to lie forever. You can get away with a lot by lying in the short term, but in the long run, eventually the truth will come out. And this is what we continue to see. Everything they do, everything they say, all of it is predicated on a lie. It's all lies. And if you have the news media and all the rest of these social media and, and entertainment, all the rest of it, you can maintain a lie for quite a long time. But if you ever wondered, if you ever wondered if you were on the wrong side, just ask yourself this. Have you ever had to lie about what you believe in? Have you ever had to lie about what you believe in? I've never had to lie about what I believe in. My entire mission in life is to tell the truth as I see it. I, I have never had to create false evidence about what my political opponents were doing in order to make my case, because what they're doing is so obvious and so copious that I don't have to invent examples. But they do. They do. You should say they should be ashamed of themselves. They're not capable of shame. They're, 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 they're simply, it's kabuki, right? It's kabuki. And, and, and the thing that really is most disturbing about this is there was a time when this kind of political pantomime, this kind of political play acting would be taken as an affront. But now we know, and they know, and we know that they know, and they know that we know that this isn't real, that this is what politics have become today. This is politics of America today. When you're, when you're having a Kavanaugh hearing, it's not a question of whether you know, there's any evidence whether Kavanaugh was a rapist. It's a question of who can cry more convincingly. It's all about the show. And these idiots seem to think that they made a point today. Actually, I should reverse myself. They did make a point today, made a very large point today. And the point is, they don't have a clue of how out of date they are, of how old fashioned they are, how far behind the curve, how played out, how sick of it everybody is. Keep going. Keep going. She, we should erect a, a golden statue to AOC, life-size golden statue paid for by Republicans <laughs> and private donations. Because honestly, there is no single individual that I've seen in my lifetime who better demonstrates the fundamental insanity of what that entire political wing of the United States uh, Democratic Party represents. They're just plain bat guano crazy insane liars. And if you don't believe me, you can look at that video again and show me where the handcuffs are. For Steve Green and Scott Ott, I'm Bill Whittle. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week on Right In. 